When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome in, everybody, to the PHNX Suns postgame show. We got the sad, sad music here on this fine Saturday afternoon because the Phoenix Suns fell to the Philadelphia 76ers 112-100. to Gerald, you are on the clock for the hot minute. Break it down in one minute. Ready, set, go. All right, so we already knew this was going to be tough against one of the top teams in the East without Devin Booker, without Bradley Beal, and the offensive execution was rough in the first half. Suns were shooting 33%. 25% from three, four missed free throws in the first half, but they were somehow only down seven because they were scrapping and clawing their way into this game. In the second half, Nurk takes an elbow to the face and does not start the game. Drew Eubanks was in to replace him, but fortunately Nurk was able to check back in and continue shooting as many three-pointers as he's been taking, which is way too many. Um, but the Suns went down 12. They showed good poise and they were able to respond, pulled back within two. But at that point, their lack of shot making and general execution really struggled i mean it was over at that point kd dropped 30 and took half the sun's free throws but they just couldn't get enough help from the other guys they shot 36 overall and 26 percent from three tough loss to a good team but you do like the fight and the defense even though it didn't go their way in the end yeah i mean i think the hold on <laughs> Plug, Jared. That was a solid one. That was a better one minute stretch than we saw from the Suns tonight. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment and not. I didn't that mean the that. The bar was super low. You, you hit more than 30% of what you took there. I'm fired. There and unlike the Suns, Gerald made his. The solar flares really helped me with the one minute thing. <laughs> um, it was unfortunate, though, yeah, tonight. I mean, was. listen, the Sixers did not play. The greatest game. No. They allowed the Suns the opportunity to stay within it, to mm -hmm. get within a couple points of them, but the Suns just couldn't capitalize on that because they couldn't hit their shots. Yeah. It was super frustrating, especially because a good majority of them were layups. I'm sure, yes, some threes. We'll talk about the threes here in a little bit, but mm -hmm. it's just like, it's one of those things where it was like, you guys were right there. You played better basketball today, but you just couldn't get over the hump. The, the margin for error with Booker and Beal out is really slim. Yeah. They don't have the playmaking or the scoring that they would normally yeah. have with those guys out there. And so as much as they cut down on the turnovers after like the first quarter or so, they just didn't, they couldn't put the ball in the hole. They couldn't yeah. finish layups. They couldn't hit wide open threes. Um, and yes, it felt like Philly was kind of sleepwalking through that first half. But when you have those opportunities, you got to pounce on them. And outside yeah. of the opening four or five minutes where they came out strong, it felt like they just didn't have enough execution and shot making to get over that hump. Yeah. I mean, we're asking a lot right now. We are. We're asking a lot. You got 50 points on that bench. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to put lipstick on a pig. I'm not going to say, oh, my God. Listen, you're asking these guys to do way more than they're capable and what they were brought here to do. You got 50 points. Like I said, you got 50 points on, on that bench. Um, people are already saying we need to make a trade. No, the trade is we need to get Devin Booker and Bradley Beal back on the court. And that's going to happen very soon. And when that happens, these guys that are missing shots that are contested, mm -hmm. okay, now I'm not making excuses for the wide open ones, but there are a lot of times where these guys that are playing these roles that, that are being a, a little bit stretched are taking shots that when you have Brad Book and KD on the court are going to be much more easier for these guys to uh, to take and make. Um, so again, I, I'm not I'm not trying to sugarcoat this, but I just think to be down five 
like, first of all, I got to say this too. Even if Book Bill and KD play today, this is a damn good Philly team. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not... There's no way you can tell me that if Brad Beal, Book, and KD played, this was an absolute win. This is a road game in Philadelphia versus one of the best teams in the East, probably the third best team in the East. And you went out there with a lot of a lot of bullets going out of your chamber or in your clip, and it was a five point game going into the fourth. Mm -hmm. Like sugar coated, however you want, it was a five point game. I don't deny that. What what my problem is is. If you had Bradley Beal and Devin Booker and the Sixers played the way that they did tonight, easy it would have been an easy oh, win. Oh, yeah. And this is a game where you probably should have won. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't go back and count because I didn't have an extra 25 minutes to figure out <laughs> yeah. how many layups they missed. But they missed, I'm guessing, more combined layups than they than Devin Booker and Bradley Beal have missed combined games. There was probably yeah. 20 points, uh, 24 points that they left on the board because they missed layups. They left six points on the board and missed free throws. They only shot 81%. From the charity stripe tonight, they had seven fewer turnovers than the Sixers, but wound up only having uh, had one fewer shot than them. There were a lot of issues here that a handful of those things go their way. They should have won this Philly game. Philly missed layups too. No, I agree, but a, a handful of these things go your way, even without Booker and Beal. You should have won this game. This is a game that you go, okay. They could have had this. They let left this one on the table with bad shooting uh, and and bad execution. And all right, I agree. I'm not going to panic. I understand there's 50 points on the bench. I understand that you're not necessarily uh, you know running the same system or strategizing the same way. But this was a game that they could have won even in the state that they were in. Well, Much like Tuesday's game yes. as well, which I think is the the kind of frustrating part of all of this is that like you can we can see it that even without Book and Beal, like it's right there. It's for the taking. It's just a matter of putting the final piece of the puzzle together of how you manage without those guys playing. Yeah, Lakers, you could have won that game. Uh, you blow it in the second half. Tuesday against Spurs, you could have won. And this one felt like it was... Uh, was within grasp. So that's three of your four losses mm -hmm. could have easily gone the other way. And you could argue even Thursday night against the Spurs, you closed the gap and you just fell short. You could have had an opportunity there. But three of these four losses, very much winnable game. Who so does, was uh, missing from those? Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Right. And that's my point. I agree. Do you, does that, that makes me feel good. As well. that, I was that's say, what I'm saying. That yeah. makes me that's feel the good. The positive yeah. side of this, it's that, they are winnable games. Yes. They've been in these games, and they've been winnable games without Book and without Beal. Right, right. And hopefully, if you want to continue down the positive route, if you do end up having another stretch of time this season where you're without a couple of your big three, maybe at that point they'll have put it together. They'll have figured each other out, got the chemistry at a good, smooth level to where they can actually make these winnable games wins. Should, yeah. Should we bust out? therapist espo do i need to come in and and really make some of the, the the chat it feels very toxic right now and i want can i bring some perspective sure. Go ahead. guys come on down sit on the couch uh you know therapist espo is here for you <laughs> i just want to i, I want to take a moment here and let's look at november 4th 2022 a year ago today nba standings eastern conference what team was uh uh, was one Kevin uh, Durant on at that point? Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they were sitting at uh, what exactly was the record? Three and six. Three and six. At yeah. this point last year, uh, by December twenty eighth, they were twenty six and thirteen and second in the Eastern Conference. Why don't we take a look at the West on uh, on November fourth last year to make everybody feel a little bit better? Sure. The Suns were the number one seed in the West, but Portland was the number two seed. Utah <laughs> was the number three seed. Memphis was four. Dallas was five. Uh, Denver was six. New Orleans was was seven. And San Antonio was in the that champs ninth, were six? ninth slot. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the champs were sitting at uh, five and three hmm. in sixth place. Uh, there were, if I counted that right, three or four teams that didn't even make the playoffs uh, in the top nine of the West. Uh, my point being, uh, it's early. We don't have to worry about it. All right. right. That's your ESPO uh, therapist session. And, and I, I will say, like, because I understand the injury concerns. They were there heading into the season mm -hmm. before we knew Book was questionable opening night, before we knew Beal was out with the back thing. Like, 
we knew that this big three needs to stay healthy. Nothing has changed in that regard. So I get being concerned that Beal has not played yet um, and that he's still not back yet. I get that. But at the same time, like we we knew this was going to be the case coming in. We know that this team is not fully whole and you don't want to lose ground. You want these guys to play 50, 60 more games together heading into the playoffs so they can build that continuity so Vogel can try out his lineups and rotations with his full complement of guys. That part is key. Yeah. But at the same time, like if we're worrying about the state of this team right now, worry about whether they can stay healthy, which is what it always was coming into the season. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about guys that are having to step up and do things that they're normally not going to be asked to do in regards to playmaking, in regards to ball handling, because as much as it might not seem like it, there is a big difference between being a secondary ball handler and playmaker, a guy who is attacking closeouts and and capitalizing off the bench against lesser players than there is starting Eric Gordon, Grayson Allen, and expecting them to be to run their offense. Right. Like there's a big difference there. So I know people are worried about the offense. I know they're worried about the defense as well. Like it hasn't been as good over the last week. It was very good in week one. I, I still think we need to give this team time. I know it's going to be frustrating. I know patience is wearing really thin because we were all very excited coming into the season about what this group could do. But the fact of the matter is we haven't seen what this group can do because we haven't seen the group. Like it's not putting lipstick on a pig to just acknowledge the fact that right now it's a pig. Like we need to get our full guys back. We're missing two of our three best players. There aren't a lot of teams in the league that are going to win a ton of games if they're missing two of their best three players. It is what it is. And and you know, it's another thing is that it feels the chat feels like, and, and the, the conversation feels like, like Devin's missed 20 games and Brad's missed 30. Right. Guys, we're, we're talking about six games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and somebody in the chat, I can't remember who it is, asked for an update. Here's your damn update. And I'm sorry, I'm just getting <laughs> frustrated. And not with you, but with hey, Here's mm-hmm. the update. Devin's going to play tomorrow. And Brad Beal is going to have a very good chance of playing Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the update. That's what it is. We're not talking weeks and months. These guys will be back in days. And when they're back in days, if we're still talking like this and we're still performing like this five games into them coming back, Mm. then I should see this. But up until then, it's like, come on, guys. Like, take Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey off the Chiefs. And we'll see if they if they're still the Chiefs. Like oh, these are big Jokic time players. Take Jamal Murray off the Nuggets. Right. Take, well, take and, and LeBron off of uh, right. off the Lakers. Take Embiid and, and Maxi. Right. Yeah. Like, come on, come on. We gotta chill a Look, little bit. I understand. Concerned about injuries, hundred percent. If you're feeling concerned about that, I get that. Mm-hmm. But saying this team's trash, panicking, we don't know what this team is. Like you're saying, we have no idea. What the systems are, who they, are, who these guys are, how they're going to play together, what the bench looks like, because you started three guys today <laughs> that are bench players for you, that are, are you know keys to your bench in KBD and, and uh, you know Grayson Allen, Eric Gordon. Like so, when people are like, well, they didn't score many bench points. Yeah, because those guys were starting. Like, I, there's there's so many things you can't judge anything right now outside of yeah. I'm concerned that Devin Booker and Bradley Beal have missed a combined 10 games so far. And even like, because I I keep seeing it in the chat about the whole Yusuf Nurkic, DeAndre Ayton thing. Right. We've covered this before. Uh, Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like Nurkic has looked good in these first six games. He hasn't. He also hasn't been playing with the guys that his talents are going to help shine in terms of his screen setting, in terms of his passing and their cutting ability with Beal, with Booker as gravity hubs forcing like defenses to pick and choose what they're going to defend. I think that's a big part of Nurkic's appeal is his fit with the big three in particular, not just that he can throw passes. He's not going to go out there and be like Jokic and make everybody else look good. With the big three, he will make them look better. The defense, absolutely still a concern. I, I have not been encouraged by what I've seen defensively, but if we're still going back to the DeAndre Ayton thing, that relationship was untenable, and we saw it reach kind of its breaking point over the last mm-hmm. couple of seasons. We saw what the effort is in the playoffs. They needed somebody who was not going to be wrapped up in how many shots he's getting. And maybe Nurkic develops into that guy. We've heard Portland guys say that he's been that guy. But to that point, that hasn't been the problem here. So like going back to the DeAndre Ayton thing, both sides needed a change of pace. We saw the extent of what we could expect from DA in the playoffs 
the last two years, and it wasn't enough for this team. So, yeah, you got to change things up. And I, I get that nobody's high on Nurkic right now. I'm not encouraged by what I've seen defensively either, but we got to move on from the DA stuff because he was not fixing this problem either. Yeah, right. I agree. That needs to just be buried. And then also there was the uh, moment on media day where he implied that he requested a trade as well. Like, do you really want that in your locker room? Do you want all of that drama around your team? I don't. That's for certain. Um, okay, let's look at a couple of super chats here. We do have two from the pregame show that I completely forgot to read. So my bad to Manuel and to Andrew. I'll read them right now. Manuel said, if we win today, Lindsay gets up at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Well, ha, Manny, that's what you <laughs> nope. get. She's getting up ha. at 5 a.m. tomorrow now. <laughs> I'm going to get up. What time is our game tomorrow? 1 p.m. I'm going to so. get up at 1230 tomorrow. Oh. See you guys on the pregame pre show. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that was about the time you started operating like a human today, too. So. <laughs> Uh, Andrew sent us one too, said, I want to see Gordon's, uh, start to take over for Booker. We did see Gordon start. So, and then from today's show or this afternoon show, Thunderstand sent us one said, you looking useless, not a sweet baby angel. He has struggled a little bit the last couple of games, but it's again, I think it goes it's back to been two games. He was shooting 44% from three in the first four games. He's gone one of eight in the last two. Again, these are small sample sizes that we're working with, so the last two games are going to weigh really heavily. They're going to bring his three-point percentage down really heavily. I get that, but, like, again, we're dealing with tiny sample sizes here, yeah. so the last two games, I'll give you that. He hasn't he, looked great. I mean, he did have three offensive rebounds and a steal tonight, too, so he did some of the yeah. littler things, but let's be honest, none of these guys look good offensively. No. <laughs> they shot 36% in total, Like and... And Kevin Durant was the best of the bunch at 9 or 20. Are we really going to act like anybody looked particularly great offensively? Like like Grayson Allen at home in three games has averaged 17 points on 17 of 29 shooting. In the three games on the road, 4.7 points on 5 of 19 shooting. Like night and day differences there. Same, pretty similar splits with Eric Gordon as well. Like this is a team that is still figuring it out. They're putting guys in spots that they're not normally going to be in. It is going to be rough. Like, we we should have known this. Maybe not this rough, especially when, like you said, there are a couple of games they could have won, but it is what it is. Tomorrow you bounce back. You play a Detroit team that you should beat. Booker is probably going to play in that game. Devin's going to play tomorrow. I, you go from there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't want no, to say no, it no, like no, that, but <laughs> I totally expect Devin to play tomorrow. And, guys, you know what? Listen, if this is your basketball team, mm-hmm. if this is the Phoenix Suns, Kevin Durant and these guys, it's a damn lottery team. It is what it is, man. They're a damn lottery team. If this is your team, this is, but that's not your team. You got, you have Devin Booker and, and Bradley Beal. That was the plan. And so I'll say it again till I'm blue in the face. 20 games. In 20 games, you'll know who teams are in the NBA. Mm-hmm. That is the sample size and we're six games in. I can't, I can't do that. Grayson Allen, you don't want an obby. What are they? They're shooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the old saying? Shooters have to shoot themselves out of a slump, right? Mm-hmm. What bothers me about this game in particular is they combined for 11 shots when Josh Okogie and Yusuf Nurkic combined for 14, including more three-pointers than, than Allen and Wananabe <laughs> took. That's problematic to me as well because these guys aren't getting a lot of opportunity necessarily where – Two guys I'd probably prefer to be shooting less yeah. are taking 21 of your 89 shots. But that so. was defensive. That was Philly being smart. Oh, yeah. I, they're forcing <laughs> a, it A Kogi and Nurk, y'all, y'all, we're going to leave y'all wide open. Yeah. We, that's, yeah. That's just being smart. And, and again, Yuta, Grayson Allen, Gordon, they were brought here to make shots. Most of those shots, in theory, are supposed to be open shots mm-hmm. when you got the big three out there and all the gravity. So... Now, again, the difference between an NBA shot is incredible. Like, you know, one, half a second of space means it means the world. Mm-hmm. And when when Yuda's getting, being able to set his feet and shoot, as opposed to a guy running out of him, he's got to think about it, changes their shots. That's why Yuda is a bench guy. That's why he's a minimum guy. That's mm-hmm. why he is who he is. He's not an NBA starter. Um, and if you want him to play like a starter... 
you're going to be disappointed because he's not. In spurts, he might be able to, but go on, listen, these guys are being way stretched out right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking forward to the next couple of days when we get things back in order. Guys like Josh Akogi and Jordan Goodwin in particular need to play with more talent around yes. them because the lack of shooting becomes a much bigger problem, especially for Akogi, who's fit with the big three makes a lot more sense than when he's out there with yeah. sharing the court with Jordan Goodwin, who also can't shoot. Like yeah. those are, that's going to cripple that lineup if you have those guys on the floor at the same time. So when you get those guys healthy, the things that a Kogi does stand out a lot more and they My shine. Man. And his shortcomings on that end are not as glaring as they are like when he's coming off the bench. That's right. Frank sent us a super chat. Frank said, How could the Suns do this to me again with the shrug emoji? <laughs> Can relate. Frank. Sorry, Frank Absolutely Vogel. can relate. <laughs> because the bench shot seven of twenty-seven. That doesn't help. Yeah. You know, yeah. When you're using thir- you guys that are likely third stringers. Yeah. Adrian sent us one. Said very frustrated with the loss, but we fought hard against one of the best teams in the East without Book and Beal. Hashtag still not overreacting. There you go, Adrian. That's, that's a fair. A, that's that's someone who gets it. All right, but here's the deal, guys. Flex and I have our Shady Rays on. You guys should bust out your Shady Rays because we're about to throw some shade (laughs) with the rest of these Super Chats. If you don't have some Shady Rays, you can get your hands on some. And you can get a really good deal on them as well because exclusively for you, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Just go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, if you are looking to hit up a Suns game or any game or concert in the near future, Game Time is the place to get your tickets. You can buy tickets without the stress when you use Game Time. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, create an account and redeem the code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest prices. Guaranteed. All right. We're going to talk about a couple players. Can I address one thing in the <clears> chat? I don't know. I don't <laughs> really like addressing <laughs> the chat I'm not, right I'm now. Not gonna get, I'm not going to get salty. I just, <clears throat> Ricky J says Beal's in a contract four more years with a back injury, right? A, it's not a serious back injury. B, Steve Nash played nine seasons here with a seriously injured back <laughs> yeah. where he could not sit on the bench during games. He had to lay on the baseline yeah. so his back didn't uh, didn't tighten up, and he still played all right for, for nine years that way. So I'm not let's not act like this is some horrible, scary thing uh, right now. So all right. Did he win two MVPs? I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure he yeah, did. And then guy. made the all-star game. Guy with the long hair. Yeah, I remember him. Let him to <laughs> conference finals. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, not too Licking bad. his fingers. I remember him. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with his super chat from Eddie. Eddie, thank you for your super chat. Said, it's early, but Goodwin should probably fall out of the rotation at this point. I think even Saban Lee. <clears throat> <clears throat> you couldn't even help me get through that one, Eddie. Uh, I think even Saban Lee is better or at least another free agent. Hashtag go Suns. I don't think Saban Lee is the answer. If um, he falls out the rotation, who the hell are we going to play? We don't got no guards. Yeah. It's, like, I mean, I, when Book and Beal come back, obviously his minutes are going to be much yeah, more of limited course. because then Gordon and Allen move to the bench. Like, exactly. right now he's playing a, a large amount of minutes be, out of necessity. Yeah. I, it, it, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like, it has not been great with Gordon or no. Goodwin he's yeah he's added some hustle plays in the defense you love the tenacity on that end but I think he's shooting 15 for 48 so far on the season yeah and five for 21 from three like it, it's been rough offensively I'm not gonna lie to you there I think once the big three is healthy he's probably the guy that is not in the rotation at that point in time um and I think Josh Akogi kind of takes on a similar role to what he's playing now if he's not the fifth starter but it, it you can't take him out of the rotation right now because who's going to handle the ball when KD rests, when one of Grayson or Gordon or both are resting? Like yeah. you, you need somebody to initiate offense. He's and literally Saban. your first guard off the bench, right? Yeah. Saban, no. I love the kid. I know he's a hometown kid, but shoots too much is not is not the answer there. And let again, let's be honest. We we knew this was something that could happen shooting wise with a Kogi and Goodwin. 
Hmm. We talked about it in the offseason. We even said if a Kogi didn't shoot well, he wasn't going to be long in that starting lineup that Frank Vogel would would mess with things. You know, So let's not act as if we're necessarily surprised at this right, right. now either. Yeah, and I hate the selective amnesia. Like, uh, Gerald made a great point with you to struggle, and it's been two games. Mm. But before that, he was shooting pretty damn good. Mm. Go, I mean, when we played the Lakers a week ago. Jordan mm. Goodwin played a hell of a game in that Laker game. Mm. So so I, my problem with this is it cannot be a, a, a roller coaster of, on Monday, this guy is the man. And then Wednesday, <laughs> yo, this guy stinks. Oh. It's like, come on, Oh, man. sweet baby angel flex. That's how it is for 82 games man. plus the playoffs. Or I, I, I'm, I'm actually shocked at how much. It's like, it cannot be that, guys. Like, there is going to be ups and downs, but you can't go. It can't be polar opposites every night. Like, Welcome to the media, man. <laughs> every well, win in this hey, I'm, I'm here to let the, if that's how it is, then I'm here to say it's got to change, man, because that's not reality. These guys are going to have bad game. Like, KD was washed a couple days ago, and then he drops 31, <laughs> and he's good again. Like, what are we doing? The KD is washed talk really gets me because – what sport are we watching? Anymore? Right. Like, well, he shot sub 50% tonight. So. Okay, so we're talking Jordan Goodwin, <laughs> Saban Lee, Libertarian Sasquatch sent us Super Chat and said, I think it's safe to say we need a real point guard off the bench to help facilitate. We can't just keep saying, quote, win healthy. So here's my thing is I get it to a certain degree, but at the same time, <laughs> when the big three is healthy, you will have a ball handler of some sort on the court at all Stagger. times. Like you'll be able to stagger and even if Beal and Book are sitting at the same time you can still have Grayson Gordon and KD on the court at the same time like with a bench heavy unit and you're going to be playing against opposing benches so that's enough playmaking scoring shooting to get by in that regard I I understand because like people are bringing up TJ McConnell people are bringing up another guy we'll talk about near the end of the show as like options to bring in a true point guard here I get the concern to a certain degree. I think it could help cut down on the turnovers, but like today they did an okay job with that. They're, they're moving in the right direction in that regard. I think, I hope. They had seven um, fewer turnovers than their average today. It wasn't, you know. My, my thing is like, and, and I keep seeing this as well, is that like, why do we have Bobo if we're not going to use him? That is my kind of area where I'm like, okay, maybe I could see the point there in terms of, letting bull bull go and bringing in a point guard because yeah i i don't I, i'll be honest i don't see the point of having bull bull because he's he's just not going to play ahead of nurkic and drew eubanks he's he's just not that guy you so, don't believe he's in the lab trying to become the wemby stopper <laughs> yeah <laughs> neither do i so I'll, I'll give you that one i i think and it, and again there's plenty months leading up to the trade deadline and even to december 15th when more free agents become available to trade that you can address these concerns because we're going to be keeping an eye on Nurkic and whether he can be your defensive anchor. We're going to be keeping an eye on the playmaking, the turnovers, all of that. And we're going to be keeping an eye on who in the rotation is playing well and who is maybe not part of it. Um, and I think the Suns will try to be aggressive on that front, even though they have limited means to make a move. Okay, before we do um, some more of these Super Chats, look, look, let's uh, look at some numbers to start off with this uh, next little group of segments. What's in the box, Eric? Uh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? Do I, do I really have to do I mean, look, <laughs> look, ugly shooting, uh, 39 or 36% from the field, 25.7% from deep. Uh, rebounding, well, they got the clocks cleaned on the glass by 10, 51, 40. One look turnovers they they were within seven like either they they won the battle by seven but they still wound up with one fewer shot in this game so overall it was an ugly performance offensively and that's how you get a one twelve one hundred loss it's a, and on, honestly like rebounds I didn't feel like like they got right. the same number of offensive rebound it's because they missed so many shots well that's true that the yeah. Sixers wound up with so many more defensive rebounds yeah, yeah. when you give them that many opportunities yeah. they're bound to get some they, they yes. cut the turnovers down they got as many offensive rebounds they just could not make any shots today. that's it yeah so. I mean they what did they miss they missed uh 57 shots tonight so no, yeah you give, <laughs> you, give, you give your opponent I mean they gave them 11 more opportunities to get a rebound than uh, than Philly did. So. Yeah. So 
continuing on looking at some numbers here, I'm not going to fully poo-poo on Yusuf Nurkic. However, sure. I do want to talk about the three-point attempts. Yeah. So <laughs> Nurk was one for six tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think on Thursday he was one for three. Mm-hmm. How many threes are you guys comfortable with with Nurk per taking game? per game? Because I feel Two. like it's getting a little bit excessive. Two. Two's the most. If one and a half. One? I, I'm like per game one. I think there'll be games where he takes two or three, but like he took four in the first quarter or first yeah. half, yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. Four in like the first half. It, it's too many and you're playing into their hands. I know because I tweeted something about it and I think you did too in the first quarter. Like he's taking too many threes and people were saying, well, if they're going to leave him open, I'd prefer he takes those to try and spread the floor. Yeah, if he can make them. Like, yeah, you ain't spreading the floor he, if you're missing them. Defenses can just he, go, I'm good. Even last year in his career year where he shot a good percentage from three, it was only on 2.3 attempts, and it was 36%. Right. So it's not a great percentage. It's good enough as a five, but like he's still a career 29% shooter. So we don't know for sure that what we saw last year is something that's actually sustaining away. sustainable on a winning team. Like I don't know. What bothers me too is what we heard is he's got a handle so he can dribble mm-hmm. and he can pass the rock. Mm-hmm. So you're not, it's not like he's just kind of trapped there being wide open. Dribble in, try to create something. I, that's what bothers me about it is his yeah. only option isn't to yeah. just chuck it from mm-hmm. there. You, you make know? a great point. That's ideally, that's what's going to happen with no gravity out there. That's mm-hmm. not, it's just not. He's going to dribble right into a trap. He's going to pass to a tight corner. It's going to probably be a turnover. But you're right. That's what you want him to do. I think that will happen. And to Gerald's point, when you get the full compliment, uh, his game will open up. But right now it's bad. And damn, listen, please, for the love of God, don't ever shoot six again, bro. (laughs) He's playing for 21 on the season. He he pulled from 30 at one point. I don't know if when he got hit in the head, he thought he was Steph, but yeah. after that, he pulled from 30. I don't need to see it. Yeah, no, no. Also, can we all just agree that if you get hit in the face that hard, somebody else should be able to, to shoot your tech? Yes. yes. Like, probably. I feel like, like, like I'll give yes. him a pass on those misses because he was probably still seeing double for yeah. a minute oh, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he collapsed when he took that elbow. It wasn't that wasn't some kind of like I'm flopping to sell it. Like he, you could tell he felt it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know when you when he shot them uh, free throws. I mean, they were bad. Like the first one, you can tell this guy's concussed or something. Like you know something's bothering. Like Rocky movie, like hit the one in the middle. (laughs) You know what I mean? Looks crazy, yo. Yeah. And I do hope he uh, he's cool after that. I mean, he did return to the game, so he should be all fine. But I know that can be a tough uh, headache to deal with. That's for sure. Where there was uh, some good numbers tonight. There were one for us, one for them. Shall we start with us? Yeah, or yeah. That? let's start with us. Can we all start right, with let's us? Let's start please. with us and name our big bright shiny star. I am a big oh, bright up, shiny guy. star. It goes to Kevin Durant. He finished with 31 points, seven rebounds, three assists. but And he also uh, reached 7,000 career rebounds today as wow. well, mm-hmm. which is a pretty big number for KD. So congrats to him on that. Now, on the flip side, though, mm-hmm. KD is carrying quite the load for the Suns right now with Book and Beal out. And there's a couple super chats that have some concerns about that. Sure. So um, Hector sent us one, said, my issue is if KD is pressed on offense, it's been leaving the big in no man's land running down the shot clock. Yeah, I, I get it. Like the yeah. offense hasn't looked great in terms mm-hmm. of the motion that we were kind of promised. Again, you're missing two of your lead ball handlers, scores, playmakers in that regard. But I would like to see a little bit more. I think part of it today, like like we said, just couldn't make shots. They yeah, got yeah. some good open threes and layups, just didn't make them. Um but yeah, the Kevin Durant thing is something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eric sent us one and said, hate the workload we are putting on KD. Feels like Nets 2.0. And then Big Vernon also sent us one and said, the Suns team is atrocious without Beal and Booker out there with KD. KD not going to be able to carry this. I'm sorry. Need Beal and Book back, please. Okay. Can let me address the Nets part first. Mm. One of your guys isn't out because of conspiracy theories, <laughs> and the other isn't out because he. 
strip clubs more than practice oh, courts. All right. This is totally different. And their injuries and they'll be back soon. So I can we not go with the, the Nets 2.0? She had me in the first half. And, and, <laughs> and one of the guys just almost had a triple double like 36 hours ago. Yeah. And we'll be back tomorrow. And we'll be back manana. In case you don't tomorrow manana. How do you say tomorrow in Chinese? I don't know how you want me to say it, but tomorrow he'll be back. And so I, I don't get it. I so don't get it. I do from the net side of things, I'm on your guys' page, but I do think that you are putting quite the load on yes. Katie's shoulders. Yeah, of course. He's not a spring chicken anymore. He's still more than capable of winning you games, don't get me wrong. But even today, at a certain point, I think there was like maybe four minutes left in the game. And I'm just like, why is Katie still yeah. out there? He's mm-hmm. already logging higher 30s than what we would like probably from him. Like, take him out. Right. I, I, I would yeah. be, I am a little bit concerned or I just want them to be cautious with the amount of minutes they're asking Katie to play whenever they're dealing with injuries. Yeah, and they, you know, it was 36 minutes today, so probably a little bit higher. I think they could have pulled him a minute or two earlier. They still pulled him with like three or four minutes left. But it, it is a lot, mostly because it's not even just the minutes. It's the offensive burden that he's carrying, like the amount of touches he's having to have, the amount of ISO buckets he's having to create, the amount of traps he's having to face and we keep talking about this, like the ball security needs to be better. He had five turnovers today. He had half of the Suns turnovers. Um, but it's also because he's seeing way more attention without having that same Booker or Beal to outlet the ball to when he sees mm-hmm. those traps, which makes yeah. a difference. So they are putting, it's not even just the minutes, it's that burden of having to do so much on offense that I'm worried about. Yeah. Um, but again, book back tomorrow. That'll ease that in that regard. And hopefully Beal back later in the week so we can start to finally see what this team might look like with all of its complement of players yeah i mean if he averages 36 37 minutes a game when they're back and this team you know has to do that then i'm really concerned because inevitably you're gonna hit a point where that's just too much on him but right now six games in 36 minutes all right, it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. It, it has to be at this point, and, and so be it. So so it wasn't exactly a great game for the Suns, but it was a pretty decent game for a former son. <gasps> oh, really? Kelly Oubre Jr. <laughs> Screw <laughs> you, Kelly! <laughs> I thought you requested this graphic. Why did we did you not this? request this graphic yeah, who as did well? This? Why? Why? Why do we put the pretty boy on the screen? I don't need to see Kelly Oubre Jr. And any of you You saying that he should be on this roster, we're probably right. No, (laughs) no, he's been no. Yeah, that's great. And eventually, he will wind up uh, having games where Uh, he is the Saban Lee of that uh, that roster, taking far too many shots and. I'm not sure he's a good locker room guy. I'll just say it. So good luck, Philly. Screw you, Kelly. I know I'm in such a minority. With that. You can ride the horse you came in on all the way back. I don't care. All right. I know that was really sad. I was bummed for that. I'd uh, rather have the horse on the roster. You're a liar. Uh, yeah, that you're horse. a liar. Yo, don't do it. We got a bad photo. We watch your phone all night, brother. Because if you get a call from Saul, at two in the morning. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not a blockbuster trade in the middle. And that's bad luck, man. Oh, no. Pretty boy, Borgay. All right. <laughs> you heard it here first. I've been straight into Philly. <laughs> Damn. Oh, shoot. Oh, my goodness. It's not doing me any favors either. Kelly's just a beautiful man. And to put my face over oh, his, come it's, on. it's rough, man. Don't hate on you yourself. Know, just a peek behind the curtain. Since why not? Mm. Uh, these three were arguing about who was the prettier man today, Kelly or Gerald. And Gerald is on Team Kelly, oh, and these two no, are on no. Team Gerald. We did, not say, we did not say prettier. We said that Gerald Beautiful. is in that realm. I'm not All right, that that I, Flex <laughs> and I were like, we just we don't understand that world. Gerald, you might uh, is the whole point. You're just having no a offense. bunch of I, I, silly yeah, conversations. Yeah. So we are back in action tomorrow. The Suns will be taking on Detroit, and we all know that if the Suns lose tomorrow, that it's 
on mommy. So don't worry about it, everybody. <laughs> but if you want to watch tomorrow's game, make sure you get prepared. It's going to be on Arizona's Family Sports. And wherever you live in Arizona, visit azfamily.com and click Suns Games for listing information for your area to find out how you can watch your Phoenix Suns. AZ Family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix Suns games on Arizona Family Sports. <laughs> also, make sure you are stocked up for some Sunday afternoon basketball by getting your hands on some Four Peaks. Specifically, I recommend the Suns Brew or getting your hands on some pumpkin porter because I'm not sure how long it's going to be around. Pumpkin mm -hmm. porter season has come and it is close to being gone. So make sure you check that out and also visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite brewery tours and events. You can also check them out on social at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest Arizona's hometown brewery. You must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks and we ask you please drink responsibly. Yes, Chris. I am bitter about Kelly. Why does a man get to be that attractive and that good at basketball, okay at basketball, and I got neither? That's my problem. All right. Yeah, that's tough. We can't that's all fair. be Kelly. I mean, I'm, je I'm jealous of Gerald too. It's just, the, it's just by human nature. And, and right? a dude, and a dude could dress like mm -hmm. Kelly. Mm -hmm. Kelly's well put together, man. <laughs> Well put together. Like, I have this game I play with my... No, no. no. Hey, the, come on, man. Get out the gutter, man. Y'all did it with, like, pepperoni and sausage pizza, man. Listen, listen. Hold no, on. The thing is, it's not about being in the gutter. The yeah, thing that it's... I find funny is I know more men who are, like... Mind blown about Kelly Oubre Jr. No, no. than I do women. Yeah. No, no. And I'm not mad it is, at it because I get it, you guys, but I yeah. just find it hilarious it that more it's men funny. in my, like in All the right. realm of it, Kelly in the NBA are just like dumbfounded about this man's look. I, have you I, looked in so that man's funny. eye? Have you no, seen like his wedding deer. photos it's, out in the flower field? They were gorgeous. I like, know. It's like looking into a deer's eyes. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm telling y'all, man. <laughs> This guy is well put together. Listen, I play a game every now and then with my wife. Do we want to like, know this, Flex? No, I'm, I'm a, <laughs> we got to do Flex's story time, a little segment. Is okay. Listen, I, I had this little time with my wife, and we'll mess around, and I'll be like, you know, if I can, if God can give me, I can come back as one person for a day, for 24 hours. Oh, God. Like 24 hours. Like, I could be any person on earth for 24 hours. Yeah. Who would you be? And and surprisingly, man, Kelly Oubre makes is that this list. Really surprising. Well, is, this your, is this your is list this or your wife? No, no, this is me. Oh, okay. this is my, no, this is me. Like like if, if you told me, yo, you could be any dude on planet Earth for twenty four hours. Like I'm gonna say stuff like like at one point I used to be like, yo, I want to be Derek Jeter. Mm -hmm. Like Derek Jeter's that guy, yeah, and he had a nice resume of you guys spend way too beautiful much money women, on gift baskets, right? So, so, so yeah, you, but no, surprisingly, most of the time when you ask people that question, they go for like the high athlete who's got like all the money, and and I'm like, yo, man, Kelly Lowkey makes the list, man, because he could dress, he he looks like a, if you look in his eyes like a deer. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm telling you, how man. many deers have you looked in their face? No, I, yeah, no, 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 no. So, so, so at nighttime, when you when I'm driving in Jersey, man, they, they're all over the place, man, and, and they look at me at nighttime and they like the, the deer, you know, it's crazy. Oh. <laughs> It's so crazy. Kelly looks when you look at Kelly's eyes, you see fear you're gonna hit him with his No, I'm, I don't see fear. It's just a look. I don't know. I, I've always looked when I look at deers it's at nighttime, man. It's like beauty. it's like a glow. It's like a glow. It's like damn. It's like a folksy Who would have known that Gerald's face photoshopped I, on Kelly would have been the I, best part of this? This is what, this is what the Suns are doing to us. This is the post-game show for Suns. <laughs> Let's get back on track here real quick. We do have a couple more super chats. Anthony, thank you for yours. Sent us one said, what do you think of this pickup ball game plan? Bad defense, confused offense. Is this really our game plan? Even in the wins, it felt unorganized. I didn't feel like it felt unorganized in the win. Again, there's only two of them so far, but I didn't feel like it was unorganized. Like the jazz game, that was that felt Beautiful. pretty organized to me. Yeah. Um, I will say, like I said earlier in the show, I think the offense still has a lot of work to do in terms of the ball and off player movement that we were promised. Um, again, I think a lot of that comes down to not having two of your best three players. The floor shrinks when you've yeah. got Josh Kogi out there, when you've got Jordan Goodwin out there, guys that aren't shooting well, like Yuta the last two games hasn't shot the ball well. Nobody's shot the ball well. That is going to cramp your spacing and it's going to cramp your offense a lot. 
Um, but I, I do agree. I, I think I want to see a little bit more inventiveness with the offense than what we've seen so far. Mm. And hopefully once everybody gets whole, we'll be able to see some of that. Yeah, I feel like we've seen flashes of it, though. At times mm-hmm. that ball's moving. At times you're seeing fantastic. I mean, even Nurk, we've seen fantastic passes from KD. Grayson Allen's had, like, at times you see it and you go, oh, I understand this. And at other times you're like, oh, dear God, what am I watching? Right. Yeah. But I think that's a byproduct of, A, I think we all forget this is a basically a completely new roster. Mm. This is a completely new coaching staff. It's a completely new defensive philosophy. And yes, Kevin Young is back from an offensive perspective, but he's had to adjust his approach to all that as well. So some of it is still trying to figure out a system. Some of it is you've had to make massive adjustments because of the guys that are or aren't out there. And I think it leads to to some of this. If we're seeing this come end of this month, middle of December, yeah, I'm going to be concerned. But six games in with what you've seen, I I think it's bound to happen. You're bound to just have these pockets where you're like, all right. I mean, if they hit those shots today, we're like, oh, the offense looked good because Mm -hmm. look at all those open shots they they made or all these open layups they got. Right. You miss them, yeah, the offense is going to look disjointed. Can I piggyback on that? Golden State and look good. For three quarters of the Laker game, mm-hmm. look good, mm-hmm. right? Utah looked fantastic. <clears throat> Are we going to ignore the fact that we were blowing the brakes off of the Spurs in that first game and it looked amazing up 20 with seven minutes to play? Mm. That is a, that's a big enough chunk that I just won't selectively ignore that. Right. Like, we, okay, these last stretch has been rough, mm. but no, they, they've showed signs that they can be fine. And again, once they add everybody, I think it's going to get better. It's easy to forget that, too, because <laughs> it's basically been the last two games two and, and one half, quarter yeah, yeah. that we've been watching where the offense hasn't looked great. Um, and Booker's only been out there for, you know, however many quarters that yeah, was. Yeah. Um, so it's easy to have that recency bias for sure. But yeah, to your point, like until the fourth quarter against the Lakers without two of your big three, it, it's looked pretty good. I, I think they can get back to that once they get healthy. Yeah. yeah. You could sell me on defensive concerns because book, I love his effort on defense, but he's, he's not an all defensive player. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal. You know, it, we're, it's, we're going to see he was not good the last few years in Washington. So I don't think they ride in as your saviors on defense. And that's where, I'm going to have to see better rotations, cleaner things like that. Nurk showing that, like you talked about, Gerald, he can be uh, be at least part of the answer as the anchor uh, on the back end of that defense. So you might be able to sell me on should we at some point be concerned about the defense, but offense, you can't sell me on that. And, and I think the defense has been good too for yeah, the most part. Like They were 11th in defensive rating coming mm-hmm. into today's game, and that's after the Spurs like lit them up back-to-back games. They were a top-five defense before that. Again, super small sample sizes we're talking about here, but I do think like once you have your full complement of guys, I think the offense is going to – prompt other teams to take worse shots than they might take because they might get caught up in trying to match you shot for shot or like Kevin Durant comes down, hits a big shot or the Suns offense is humming. You might get sped up a little bit more than you normally would. You might take shots to try and match them blow for blow. And I think that could help the defense in a way as odd as it sounds like I think their offense could help fuel their defense and vice versa. Couldn't agree more. All right. Last super chat for a little bit. Um, why not I can? Is that what we're going with here? I'm sorry. I don't know how to say that. Name said, how do you rate in-game coaching decisions so far? Too early. I mean, yeah. t- just too early. Not not your whole deck of cards. It's hard to, hard to go there. Hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been great, but I, I just, I, I think it's way too early to get into that realm he's he's shown a willingness to make adjustments which is what i like like against the spurs when josh akogi they were sagging off him by like 10 feet frank vogel put yuda in the second half it didn't pay off because yuda missed a lot of open threes some of which would have swung the momentum in the game but the Mm -hmm. thought process was sound there sound today we saw him switch up the starting lineup with kata bates diop riding a guy who had played well the last game off the bench and had shown you something um, so I like the fact that he's willing to try things and that's what yeah. this portion of the season is all about. I know that we're going to be looking at results when they lose more than anything else, but I do like that he is trying different lineups. 
Um, and hopefully we'll get to see Metu as part of that soon. That's the one big one we that keeps coming up. Of him. I'm good yeah. enough now. I, but I, I do hey. think, but I, and I do think like if we're, if I think Shemezi Metu is going to wind up being the Aaron holiday of this season where people are like, why isn't he playing? And yeah. I'm kind of like, if you need Shemezi Metu to come in and show you something strong off the bench to win games, something yeah. is wrong Something's ahead of wrong. him. Yeah. Like not that Shemezi can't help this You're team right. at all. But if we're looking at it like this is the reason why we're not winning games because Chemezi is only playing five minutes, something is wrong ahead yeah, of that. I yeah. agree, but I would argue in a game like today where your offense couldn't find it, your you know Nurk gets hit in the face like that. Maybe today giving him a little bit more run than the five gar- garbage minutes mm-hmm. might not have been the worst thing in the <laughs> world because I know that they evaluated Nurk, but. If you'd let him just ride this one out so he's clear for tomorrow yeah. and given Metu an opportunity, I wouldn't have been I, I wouldn't have been against that necessarily. I think we would have seen him if he hadn't come yeah. back. And, I, and to your point, I would have preferred they probably just keep him out to yeah. be safe, but yeah. we don't know the extent. And to the end game question, KBD was a nice adjustment the other night mm-hmm. against the Spurs. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. that got us back in. So I think Frank's okay. He'll, uh, we'll see. All right, let's look at our bets from pregame. I don't want to, but we have to. (laughs) My God. Did anyone win? No. No. Hmm. Nobody won again. I (laughs) think, listen, the Suns need to turn things around because we're all losing money left and right here, and I'm not on board for it. So we all lost, which means Saul and Espo are minus 60. I have $10 remaining, and Flex has $31 remaining in our bank accounts thus far. So we're going to need to hopefully find a W tomorrow, both the Suns and at least one of us, preferably me, but I'll take a couple <laughs> of W's from you guys as well. If you have not yet gotten in on the action with the BetMGM Sportsbook app, you absolutely should be doing that because right now specifically, they've got a killer deal for you guys. So sign up for BetMGM using the bonus code PHNX. Then you place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And you're going to receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. We all took L's, but if we were using that PHNX code, because we've already been on it for a long time, we would have gotten 200 bucks today. So it would be a win-win no matter what. You guys can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. If you need some coffee or a little pick-me-up after today's game, Circle K has you covered. They've got fantastic coffee. They've got Polar Pops, which always are a delightful little treat. A bunch of things. And right now, you can sign up for their free membership program as well. You can join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. You get perks for that, like 25 cents per gallon off your first five fill-ups. And you get every six free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, and those ice-cold fountain drinks as well. Terms and conditions do apply at participating location. Visit CircleK.com for details. Right, right now with that, you can get two uh, two Pepsis, the bottles, for three bucks. Oh, Hell nice. of a deal. Two Keep, Pepsis? Kept me caffeinated this morning. I'll there say you that go. Before. That's what you need. Yes. All right. So people were asking about point guards. People are talking about trades. Y'all want movement. How about John Wall? What do you think? Because he wants to join the Sun Squad. He's For sure, yeah. Like, for sure. That's what I was hoping for in D.C. It went different ways. But uh, me and Brad are still brothers. Uh, we still talk a lot. You know, a lot of people always want to make us like we're not cool with each other. That's the reason why things happen. But uh, we still have conversations. We still talk a lot. And I congratulate him on uh, moving there and hope the best for him. And hopefully he can finally win him a championship. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely, if I could join their team, for sure, I would love that. Hmm. Yes. No. Yeah, maybe. I, I would definitely love to get a job when I'm unemployed too. Like, yeah, why? That's, that's why are we all like? Yeah. If you asked him about the you know, thirty of the teams in the league, maybe twenty nine. Maybe you wouldn't want to go back to Washington. But I think every every other group, you'd be like, yes, I would like to join that team and make a million dollars, two million dollars on the vet minimum, uh, because I have no team I'm playing for. Here's a here's a a, a note. 
Don't don't you tell me this is a possibility. No. Okay. Here's a note. <laughs> From my experience being in this business for a long time, mm-hmm. talking to athletes and agents, when athletes get on shows and mm-hmm. start asking to play with a team, they're cooked. <laughs> I, I'm serious, yo. Yeah. I mean, I, I and I, I love John, but no. Like when they start asking or I don't know if that was an ask, uh, more like a they, beg. They, I mean. well, but they directly asked They him. did. So, they so set him I, up for that question. He wasn't coming okay. out being like, please, for the love of God, <laughs> okay. sign me to your team. Okay. Yeah, yeah they right. asked him yeah. about Bradley Beal and how he plays. Then they said, hey, would you want to play with him again? So, yeah, uh, okay. it wasn't a direct com- But still, I mean, yeah. come on. The guy has no team, and there's a reason for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, last year he played 34 games for the Clippers, averaged 11 points and five assists. Shot forty percent overall. Did 30 percent from three. Did he average eleven and five? He did. How oh, many games did he play? Thirty-four. Now? Is that because of injury? Uh, I think he joined the team late. Right? Wait, was late. he injured at all? Didn't last they get year? rid of him when they got Westbrook too? So they might have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's I, one of those things where again, I will ask. You have one roster spot tied up in a guy who probably isn't going to see the floor unless there's injury. I get that you need playmaking, so I could I could see why there'd be appeal there, but at the same time, like I don't think Wall is the answer. Again, yeah. he is another Aaron Holiday guy. Where like mm-hmm. if we're looking to John Wall to save our playmaking, yeah. something is fundamentally wrong ahead of that. I got two other guys, right? Uh, one guy uh, very close with KD, mm-hmm. uh, great ball handler, uh, not with the team. Uh, Steve Nash is available. Oh, and if on. you want a Bradley Beal uh, guy that played with Bradley Beal that could help uh, you know, bang down low, good in the pick and roll, uh, Marcin Gortat is available as well. <laughs> if bad. we're just going to scrape the bottom of the barrel, at least get some of the people I know and like in, in the building, all right? <laughs> Come on. Okay. Oh, my goodness. No, I, I honestly didn't know that, John. I, I, I didn't realize he had 11, 11 and 5 last year. Yeah. What he shoot? Forty-one uh, percent overall, thirty percent from three, sixty-eight from the free throw line. Hey, John Blaze, my bad, bro. But then, I mean, those aren't great. They're, they're not. Ter- they're not terrible. But I'm. I'm they're better than what the Suns. Yeah, he's neck yeah. deep in the bathtub. All right, he's yeah. like this dude is watched. Hey, oh, I know man. somebody with the bonehead lines and the yeah, hit them up. I'm just a little concerned. If John Wall comes oh, to this team, then it's already started in the chat. Brian started it. Now we're Wizards 2.0. Yeah, I don't know if that's what you want to be. Like, to be honest, <laughs> uh, Gerald, I'm, I'm gonna say no. Since I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't know about that, you guys. I um, would just like to be the Phoenix Suns. I would not like to be 2.0 of any other team. That's all I'm saying. And again, I, I get people are saying like Bobo doesn't play. That's a wasted roster spot. Yeah. Wall would be better than him. Yada yada yada. Like I, I still feel like you could probably, if you are gonna cut Bobo. For another guy, I feel like you could probably do better than than John, John Wallet at yeah. this stage. Agree, agree. Oh God, <laughs> we're already to this day. We're, we we're six we're games already. in. We're six games in. That's Isn't right. that crazy? Which I, is why I need the Suns to win some <laughs> basketball games because I can't do this for too much longer. We about yeah, to go on a heater. I don't think anybody can do this for too much longer. Like this amount of stress is not good for any of us. Yeah. We're all going to develop ulcers by the end of the season. I might already have one. Our next segment brought to you by (laughs) Pepto-Bismol. The official drink of Phoenix Suns fans. (laughs) (laughs) Take an OG's, drink a bottle of Pepto-Bismol, you'll be all right. Oh, my goodness. But like Flex was saying, hopefully we should get on a heater here soon because our guys should return book tomorrow. Eddie sent us a super chat, said big three for the Lakers game next week. Sounds lit. With a fire emoji. Bradley Beal potentially as early as Wednesday. Like, things could be turning around and looking good for us here in the very, very near future. And I am all for it. That would be our first in-season tournament game as well, I believe. The debut of the El Valle jerseys. I'm Mm -hmm. here for it. Look, look, if we only win six games between now and that second week of December, make it all the in-season tournament games, please. (laughs) At least that's something. If we got the big three Friday... I'm bringing in the Chinese again. Hey, okay. I need the churros though. Okay. Yes. Food. Yeah, you bring the churros. Can, yeah, I'll see. I'll Let's see do if it. I'll have to just do go it. Eric, you liked that that night, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, Friday night, baby. We're gonna be cooking in the valley. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. That's all I have for you. Any final thoughts before we say goodbye? Sky's not falling. Go watch a new TV show. Touch grass. <laughs> Please go outside. It's nice outside. Please, like, we're gonna tomorrow. be okay. 
If I got to be here two weekend days in a row, please win tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> please. I got um, wa- to watch Clayton Toon start at quarterback for my professional football team. Can my professional basketball team please win a game? Yes, absolutely. If you if you want to win, though, you should come out and join us for our takeover November 15th. That's a guaranteed W regardless of what the Suns do because you get to hang out with fellow Suns diehards. There's food and drink included in your ticket as well. Like, it's going to be a blast. You're going to get a W that night no matter what. Again, like Espo said, November 15th against the Timberwolves. Get your tickets right now. GoPHNags.com. And if you're a diehard, you get a discount on that too. So it could be like a double whammy. You could sign up to become a diehard if you're not already. Then you get a discount on your ticket to the takeover. And you get a free shirt upon signing up for being a diehard. So it's just like all the goodies in one. Hashtag treat yourself. Um, All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you so very much for hanging out with us. If you're on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button on your way out. If you are listening wherever you listen to your podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. We appreciate it a lot. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. Don't forget to join us tomorrow, 30 minutes before tip-off for our pregame show. You can also give me a follow at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Forgay. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Let this sink in. Right now, at this moment in time, the Arizona Coyotes are the best team in the Valley. Ahoy, ahoy!